Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event Podcast, where we talk about all the various ways you can make your next fundraising event better. And we are so excited today to introduce (laughs) you to one of the -the behind-the-camera people who has decided to come out in front of the camera and join us on this podcast. We are super excited to welcome Stephanie Mason. Woohoo! Happy to be here. (laughs) So Stephanie's our program manager, and she is, I think, as much a nerd about this topic today is anybody else. So she's like, I think I want to join you guys. You mean you don't want to sit behind the cameras and make faces at us? So now you get to stand in front of the camera and make faces at us. That's true. There will be faces made. Fair warning. And Elise Drucker-Miller is joining us as well, head of client services at Hambid. Hello. Happy to be back. Absolutely. And Jeff Porter, CEO of Hambid. And we've got a cool topic today. We're going to get a little bit, I don't know what you want to call this, but like, a little HRE, a little nerdy. 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 Yeah. yeah. Nerdy. I love it. And we're not talking, don't worry. We're not going to get out calculators or anything like that. You know, there's no protractors or rulers or anything else. Although that would be kind of an interesting <laughs> topic around events. I'm not sure how we would apply that. But <laughs> but we, we're going to talk about personalities and we're going to talk about um, more specifically working styles and how they relate to the type of team you want to put together for your auction or your event, or your fundraiser, or whatever it is you're having. Your event committee. Yes, that committee. We always get asked all the time, like, how do you find people on your committee? Obviously, in a lot of cases, that committee is anybody you can find. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But it does matter the types of people you find. And so we nerd out on the stuff at Hambit. We We do all of the personality tests, and everybody knows each other's letters and numbers and whatever you call them. But but this is a little bit different. And so this one came up several years ago, and Pat Lencioni did it. And so he's with the Table Group. He's written a, a lot of amazing books just around leadership and, you know, kind of the functionalities around organizational excellence and teams and whatnot. And so he came up with the working genius. Who doesn't want to be a working genius? I think, we're I think all, we all do. We yeah. all are working geniuses. That was a trick question, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> did okay. we pass? <laughs> Of course, of course, you always pass. Well, no, actually, when we get to Elisa's test, she did not pass. We'll explain later why that is the case. Anyway, we're not exactly sure what she did, but she broke the system, apparently. So She was trying to be right, so she was trying to choose the right answer. That's the one. That's the perfectionist that's in me. So she is an Enneagram one. Okay. So there is a little bit of perfection in her. And so I don't think she took this test correctly. But anyway, (laughs) so what are we talking about? So we're not going to give you a full training class on the working genius, but we are going to talk about what it is. We're going to walk through the six working geniuses, and then we're going to talk about how they apply to your team and how to maybe use this tool. I am shameless plug for them, but how to use this tool to make sure that you filled in all your gaps. That sound good? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we go over kind of in general what it is, and then let's talk about the six areas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what it is is it talks about six different work styles, and it defines them as either a working genius, a working competency, 
or a working frustration. And I've got my little cheat sheet here because I can't read all this stuff and, and memorize it. But so anyway, so um, two of the six types for everybody, except for at least Truck and Miller, okay, <laughs> <laughs> come naturally to you, meaning that you're good at them and they give you energy and joy. So the, these are six out of the six working types, two typically are what they call your working genius. Not only are you good at them, but you actually, they energize you when you right. get to do that kind of work. Okay? And then two of them are either natural, they're not natural, and they're not energizing, actually drain you. Okay? And those are what you call your working frustrations. Okay? And then you have the stuff in the middle, right? And so they fall in between. And so you can do these types of things, this type of work well, but it neither energizes you nor necessarily drains you. Okay. You just don't get anything. It's kind of like, nah, it's like neutral. I can, I can do it. It's not going to excite me, but it's also not going to frustrate me. Okay. So those are called your working competencies. So we have working genius. Okay. The stuff that energizes you working frustrations, the stuff that doesn't energize you. Okay. And then the stuff in the middle, the working competencies. Okay, so what are we talking about? So let's cover the six types, and then we're going to dive into each one. All right? You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the genius of wonder, which is the natural gift of pondering the possibility of greater potential and opportunity in a given situation. These are your what if. What if I wonder if we could do this kind of thing? Visionaries. Of Visionaries. There you go. Then you have the genius of invention. And this is the natural gift of creating original and novel ideas and solutions. So these are the Rude Goldberg-like contraption-type builders. So they're the ones that can actually start to pull pieces together and try to figure out how to make something happen. Then you have the genius of discernment. These are the people that shoot down all the ideas that the genius of wonder have. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what it is. <laughs> No. <laughs> you think logically and say, is this a good idea? I know. You're is talking it? about my wife. I know exactly what you're talking about. So the and natural a little bit of us. Yes. yes. Is it really workable? <laughs> yeah. The natural gift of intuitively and instinctively evaluating ideas and situations. So it is funny. You absolutely need this person on your team, but uh, you need someone with the working genius of discernment to make sure that the ideas that the genius of wonder and genius of invention come up with can actually be pulled off. Okay, so let's keep going, right? The genius of galvanizing, okay? These are your cheerleaders. The natural gift of rallying, inspiring, and organizing others to take action. Yes. Okay, I'm cheating a little bit here, but these are the people that you want running your check-in volunteer group, yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. You're jumping ahead, but I yes. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to zip it. Okay. The genius of enablement. The natural gift of providing encouragement and assistance for an idea or project. These are your helpers. And Good. there's no other way to say it. In a business, they're customer service people. But they are your helpers. Okay. We have one more. And we're going to make it to the end because this is the one that always makes it to the end. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the genius of tenacity which is the natural gift of pushing projects or tasks to completion to achieve results. These are the people that get it done. These are the people that will go through a thousand lines in a spreadsheet and make sure every like second word is capitalized correctly type of people. Okay. 
I'm just going to cheat again and tell you that that is my working frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I have struggled with that one. He okay. really does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's dive into each of these. Okay. But before we do that, let's just kind of do a, a reveal here on the podcast for all of our listeners on, on what ours are. Stephanie, go ahead and start. What are your working geniuses and your working frustrations? My working geniuses are discernment and tenacity. Ah, there you go. And what are your frustrations? My frustrations are you, Jeff. No, just kidding. <laughs> My frustrations are invention and galvanizing. Oh, okay. Well, half of me. Yes. Okay. How about you? Oh, this is where we have to have a little support session here for Elise. My working genius is enablement. Enablement. What's the other one, Elise? This is where I failed the test. <laughs> but I am really good at three other things. I got three competencies. How many competencies do you have? <laughs> I have two. My my frustrations, though, are actually you. Yeah. Wonder and invention. Yes. <laughs> So if you guys haven't realized, half of my staff is frustrated with me, which is totally fine. Okay. The funny yes. thing is, is my wife is one of them. Yes. And she is the one that's shooting down all of my amazing ideas. But anyway, we weren't here to talk about that. So my working genius are invention and wonder. And my working frustrations are enablement and tenacity. That's why you have us on your team. Uh, exactly right. Seriously. Fill in your gaps. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Okay. So why are we talking about this and what in the heck does this have to do with events? Well, one of the things you learn when you go through this exercise with a team, I don't care if you're talking about a commercial business or you're talking about your auction committee or your event fundraising committee, is you have to have all six of these people on your team. Now, you can be overloaded in a certain area. That's okay. And, and we'll probably talk about the areas where you, on a fundraiser, where you do want to be overloaded, but you do need to have them all covered. Okay, and so what I would recommend you do is you start to put your team together, is you have them go through this assessment. It's not that expensive. I think it's like twenty bucks or something like that. And then they come back with their results, and you can put them together into a team map, and it'll map them out for you and show you kind of where everybody's at, and that'll help you understand. Like, uh oh. And so we'll talk about when you have gaps, what that really means. Should we dive in? Go a little deeper. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Genius of wonder. And, and look, we're not going to spend a ton of time going through all six of these because this podcast, we don't want this podcast to take forever. And you can go. Pat Lanzioni actually think he has an entire set of podcasts on this topic. So you can go listen to those. But we're going to kind of talk about what it is and how it applies to each to the events. Okay. So first one, genius of wonder. So people with the genius of wonder naturally ponder the need for change in a given situation and can't help but question why things shouldn't or couldn't be better. They are both curious about and bothered by unmet needs, unfulfilled potential, and unrealized aspirations. Moreover, they are quite capable of sitting in their wonder, idealistically contemplating an issue or problem for relatively long periods of time. Okay, so let's talk about... I feel why, so seen. I'm sorry. <laughs> why this is important, though, Okay. This is important because as you're thinking about your event, maybe you've had this event for a couple of years, you need people that are thinking about how do we take this event to the next level? How do we how do we increase the revenue to a certain amount? You know, how do we get more attendance there? They're the ones that are thinking about other ways they can improve it. How do we maybe we should change the theme? 
right? Maybe we've done this a few times and maybe it's time to try something different. Maybe we should try a different venue, maybe a different time of the year. You want somebody thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say having a person with this genius on your team is like having a fresh set of eyes every every time. Yeah. And kind of asking questions of why we do this. Why do we do that? Right. So let's go through a couple of things that people with the working genius of wonder would say. They'd say things like, I just don't think this is the way it should be. Or why couldn't this be better? Or why do we settle for things to be like this? Or maybe we should think about this a little bit more. We love these types of people because they usually are the ones that call handbit saying they want to implement mobile bidding software. (laughs) (laughs) True. Right? So, but, but these are the types of people that are going to start pushing the conversation, right? Pushing the envelope, like trying to figure out how do we take the, and if that terrifies you, this is probably not your working genius, but that's okay. Okay. You still want this person. Right. Because you're going to have your safety net. Okay. We're going to get to that person here in a second. Okay. Okay. So moving on. Mm-hmm. The genius of invention. Okay. So the people with the genius of invention thrive on creativity. They are naturally drawn to coming up with ideas seemingly out of nowhere to solve the problems or address the needs that they or others identify. They are most frequently identified as geniuses in the most conventional way that the world is used because they do what is so central to discovery and innovation. So they're the ones that are figuring out, like, how can we create this? Again, so you have people wondering and trying to come up with ways to make it better. And then these people also come along and try to figure out not just how, like what to make better, but how could we make it better? Hmm? Like what are the types of things we could be doing? One of the things I like about the people that have this invention and that I see is post-planning, maybe night of event. This person is going to be able to solve the problems that are guaranteed to come up night of your event, whether it's running out of toilet paper or Wi-Fi going down or whatever the case may be. These people can solve that. Yes, I agree. You know, they're the ones that are saying, hey, I got an idea or how about Mm -hmm. we try it this way or, hey, here's something that might work instead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're going to be more apt to provide solutions in addition to the ideas. Right. I think a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, the people that have the genius of wonder also have the genius of invention. But it's not all the time. Okay. And we have some people on our team who had the genius of invention, but not wonder and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of times you're going to find that they're the same person. Okay. Moving on to the safety net, the genius of discernment. We bring you back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> I try to schedule all my meetings where my ideas come out when they're not there. <laughs> To shoot them down. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not true, by the way. It's not true. Okay, people with the genius of discernment have a knack for instinctive, intuitive judgment and evaluation of ideas and options. They think in a humanly, in, in, I would say humanly negative way, but this says humanly integrative way. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Easy over there. Naturally discriminating between good and bad ideas, plans, or advice. Every idea is a good idea, isn't it? No, <laughs> well, we really don't. Let's be honest. <laughs> Usually, we're the ones that are like, okay, we can get on board with this yes. because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, I can see it's a good, how it's, this fits in. Like, we're joking around a little bit, but it is absolutely, it's a good dynamic, mm-hmm. right? And so you create a healthy dynamic because 
you need checks and balances. Because then if you don't have those, you will implement some bad ideas. Because in a lot of cases, not everything is fully thought through. Because a lot of people that have the genius of wonder and invention, they don't go down to the lower levels of how is this actually going to work. Okay, so you do need somebody thinking through that stuff. So anyway, though their genius is rightly attributed to gut feel, it is not based on random guesses at all, but on a pattern recognition and trend identification. I've seen this movie before. (laughs) Are we sure that's really going to work? Right. Now, it's probably one of the hardest of the genius types to identify because of the positive nature of the word discernment. It is the hardest one for some people to admit they do not have. Everybody thinks they make good decisions. So a lot of people are sitting there saying to themselves, well, I have the gift of discernment. I make good decisions. That's not necessarily true. And maybe in other areas of your life you make good decisions. But what ends up happening in a lot of cases is those with wonder and invention get so passionate about their idea, they don't see the bigger picture or they don't see some of the nuances of this that might, might need to be worked out. Right. doesn't mean that everything that the person who has the discernment gift is right about, right? I mean, you know, some cases, like, there just needs to be a debate, and sometimes you have to take risks and you have to be courageous. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, let's play devil's advocate and talk about the other side of it and then determine, is that risk worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we just, like, we just had our first unofficial official Kentucky Derby 2024 fundraiser meeting the other night. And so, Mm -hmm. like, we are, we're doing a couple of things. One, we are rolling back to doing a derby event again, mm-hmm. but we're incorporating some of the best things that came out of our attempt to do a country music concert, mm-hmm. the country for a cure, and the things that worked from that. But we are also still, we had a great ideation session coming up with what other ways do we want to expand and take this thing to the next level? Because so many people have now taken risks on our behalf or have stepped up on our behalf to help us. We feel like, okay, so now we need to bring it, okay? So it was a good conversation because there's a lot of ideas that are getting out there. And then at the end of the day, those with the gifts of discernment are looking at what it's going to cost <laughs> and asking, do they really care if it's top-shelf vodka or middle-of-the-shelf vodka or <laughs> bottom-of-the-shelf vodka? <laughs> These conversations really do happen. But you need to have those. Right. You mm-hmm. absolutely need to have those. Get to discernment. They might even say something's a great idea. Like that's validation a lot of times for, for those with wonder and invention. Although I do hear a lot of, I think you need to think that through a little bit more, or I'm not sure how we would make that work, or I'm not sure we have the budget for that. Let's discuss. Mm-hmm. Or what are the trade-offs? A lot of times it's if you want that, then this is gonna have to go. Right. Right. So the, we had a lot of that conversation. The fireworks might go, although I'm hanging on to those as much as I possibly can. <laughs> we might remove your access to the budget spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. The discernment in me is going to bring you back to the permit process. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that one even passed the gift of discernment last time. We just so you guys know, inside joke, but we did have fireworks at our last <laughs> derby event. And unbeknownst to us until the day before the event, we needed a permit from South Metro Fire in order to light them off and we didn't know that so yes we were we were in the like scramble mode of getting everything done and inspected so that's that's what the lease is bringing up but anyway i'll have to point out that those with the gift of discernment missed that as well so we're gonna move on 
Okay. All right. <laughs> genius of galvanizing. The people with the genius of galvanizing bring energy and movement to an idea, project, or function. They naturally rally others to get involved through inspiration, enthusiasm, and initial call to action. Galvanizing often involves selling, evangelizing, recruiting, and instigating. So once a person with the G genius is convinced that something is worth doing, they feel the need to get others on board and move things forward. Okay, so where does this person fall in the realm of fundraising events? We kind of cheated early and told you, but... One of the places is if you need more volunteers. Oh, yeah. Yes. If you are lacking volunteers, whether it's for the night of the event or to be on your committee, you need this person recruiting. Recruiting yes. volunteers, 100%. <laughs> yep. You know, I think there's a lot that goes into soliciting auction items if you're having an auction. This may not this person may not do that entire task on their own, but mm-hmm. they could be the best person to go out and talk to businesses or talk to organizations and convince them to donate to your cause. And then maybe they connect with somebody else who mm-hmm. finishes out the process. Yeah, of they can definitely wins. be inspiring. Mm-hmm. I would throw in there running your check-in, 100%. I mean, they need, mm-hmm. to, they need to get that check-in crew rallied up, eager, energized, ready to check-in guests. You need a little bit of that up front. All right, people, here we go, right? Yep. We got 600 people coming tonight. We're going to get them in the door. We're going to get a drink in their hand. We're going to make them happy. We're going to show them where their table is. It's all going to be amazing. Check-in's going to run smoothly. You know, that kind of stuff. You you need some of that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, the genius of enablement. The people who have the genius of enablement, by the way, enablement is not a bad word, Okay are naturally inclined to offer their enthusiastic support to a person who needs assistance with a project, function, or idea. They understand that nothing happens if people don't step up to make something happen, and they have a knack for emerging at the right moment, just as important in the right way. In fact, they don't insist on doing things on their own terms. These are your setup and takedown crew. I I mean, these are the people doing check-in for you, right? I mean, these are your helpers. They're there to take orders. They're there to do it exactly how you, you told them to do it. They're not like reinventing the wheel. They're not coming up with their own process. We love these folks. I mean, they'll show up the day before and help set up the venue. They'll stay after it's over. They'll help you take it down. I don't know what you want to call them, but they're just, they're just warriors for your organization in just an amazing way. And they're necessary. Yeah. You, you can't pull off an event without some of these folks. Right. Absolutely. And, so, and when you have it all planned out, so let's, let's keep in mind why this gift is, in, is important for this role. If you're doing setup, you don't need people walking in and giving you new ideas when you're setting up the day before your No, event. we just got to get it done. You just got to get it done. No, no, the chairs are arranged that way, and the pillows are going on that way, and the VIP section is going to be over there. And, you know, look, unless there's some sort of, like, last-minute necessary change, don't put the people with the gift of wonder and invention on your setup crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be in your planning committee, not your setup crew. Okay. You ladies have anything else to add on this one? No, but I you really have the gift of enablement. So I know. Is this why I end up at everybody's charities? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Elise is a workhorse for sure. <laughs> She's an amazing volunteer. All right. So moving on. Last one. Last but not least. Okay. The genius of tenacity. 
The people with the genius of tenacity are all about execution, making sure that whatever they're working on is accomplished and achieves the desired results. They want to know that they have met or exceeded the required standards of performance <laughs> and that the work has the expected impact. Okay. So this genius is fairly easy to identify as it is greatly valued in society. 100% agree with that. Yep. However, it is not easily recognized as a genius. Those who often have it see their tenacity as a matter of simple discipline and work ethic. Those who don't have the genius of tenacity often feel guilty about it, seeing themselves as missing a key characteristic of success. Both of these groups fail to recognize that the drive for completion, impact, and accomplishment is a natural and real gift. So some people will tell you these are the people that will do your dirty jobs. That is true. But we're not talking about like taking out the trash type of dirty jobs. We're talking about the jobs that just frustrate people because they're they, they're just I don't know what you want to call it, but they're just tough. Okay, you just put your head down and grind away. You, yes. it's your your auction items. Um, mm-hmm. Once once you have them all, organizing them, labeling them, getting your descriptions, getting putting it them into in a the spreadsheet. Putting them in, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. That's resizing your images, yes. loading your images, right? So, look, I don't have this gift. So, I would probably spend a good chunk of time figuring out how to automate the resizing and uploading of images, where someone with the gift of tenacity is literally going to sit there and drag and drop them on, on every item. Okay. I do that. And be happy with it. Okay. They're so, going to change 200 paddle numbers for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or change 200 paddle numbers for you. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, we'll sit there like perfect example, right? Oh, I started my paddle numbers at 1,000. I should have started them at 100. I have 600 paddle numbers I need to move down by an order of 10. Yeah. Sitting there like now me – you know me. You I, would write a, I would yes. write a program to go change it. <laughs> yes. okay. You weren't available to help. Right. That's right. <laughs> but, but this one over here with the gift of tenacity, she's just going to sit there and click through it. Okay. We're just going to get it done. It. We're just going to get it done. Love yes. it. So, so anyway, why do we bring this up? Because these are also the people you want hitting the street going and getting your auction items. Yes. If you're running yes. an auction. This is a gift that I think or a genius that I think is widely overlooked, like the, the summary said. And if you do not have this genius on your team, you probably are not going to get all of these little things done on time. So if you're the one who's opening your auction at 3.59 p.m. when check-in starts at 4, right? You did not have the right you person don't have doing this that. person yeah. on your auction committee, right? Or, the, or that person was busy doing something else. Yeah. And so I think this is the thing that you guys like, you know, go through. So let's go through them again. So we have wonder and invention, and discernment, and galvanizing, and enablement, and tenacity. And there's a way to map those. If you have a gap, so when you map these out, here's my team, you need working geniuses in all of those quadrants. Yes. Quadrant's the wrong word because there's six of them. There's (laughs) six. That's why we're not going to do an episode about math. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what you would call that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're just going to leave it at that. All right. That might be a, like a trivia question. Maybe you get a hand discount. Come back and tell us what it is. Put it in and the I'm comments. I'm going to call it a stop sign. <laughs> Put it in the comments if you know what that is. <laughs> Your octagon. Nope. That'd be eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. God. <laughs> we do have people on this 
in this company that know math. Okay. So anyway, so <clears throat> going back. So just think about it. So wonder and invention are thinking about how do we take this event to the next level, mm-hmm. right? How do we make this a really amazing and special event, guest experience, all that kind of stuff? Let them loose. Let them go figure it out. Don't hold them back. That's what the next gift is for. It's almost like the when you ask the question, why do we do it this way? If your answer is because we've always done it this way, then you don't have that gift. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. And embrace the people that do because mm-hmm. you want people asking you, why do you do it this way? Well, because like to your point. We've always done it that way. Okay, well, maybe we should stop doing it that way. Right. Maybe we should keep doing it that way. But you gotta have the you gotta have that conversation. Yeah. Right. Okay. Discernment, right? That's where you start to funnel the ideas down, right? You take the 20 amazing ideas that the first two geniuses came up with, including how to do them, and you funnel them down to what's gonna be possible. Possible or why are we doing this? Is it gonna is it going to yield more yield us more revenue? Is it going to add an element to the event that our guests have been yearning for? And and we learned that through surveys yep. from post event, those types of things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why is it possible? Why is it appropriate? Right. Your point. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can kind of filter that down. Yeah. Okay. Once you've got that done, then you need to start rallying the troops. Got your energizer bunny going. Yes. So these are the ones that are helping you recruit people onto your committee, recruiting your volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, kind of getting the energy up. And then at your event, honestly, put them in the check-in area and get them, and get them going. Have them be your volunteer trainer. So they're great at that, right, kind of getting that energy level up because you need high energy in your check-in area, like high positive energy. Okay. And then you're going to fill your entire check-in staff with the gift or the genius of enablement. So these are the people that you want checking in your guests. You want them volunteering to kind of help set up, take down, do whatever, show up at the committee meetings mm-hmm. because they're going to do what they're – they're just basically going to do what they're asked to do. They're not going to try to change anything. Right. Yeah, and I would say, like, I think that people with the gift of enablement like to be around people with the gift of galvanizing. Yeah. Like it, it, it energizes them. It energizes them. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a good combination. Yeah. And then don't forget the people that are actually going to drive it your to the workhorses. conclusion. Yes. Workhorse well, or just the, the I guess one, your enablers do that too. It's just the, the ones that'll just push through kind of the the, the ugly work. Mm-hmm. They just barrel through it. It blows me away. I this is my working frustration. So I appreciate everybody who can do this because I mean, it would drive me nuts if I had 200 items that needed the descriptions fixed. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it manually. It would drive me nuts. You know, you need those people. Yeah, these people are going to make sure that things cross the finish line. Right. That you just don't have a bunch of started tasks and nothing's done. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Do you feel smarter after this since we talked about six types of geniuses (laughs) for 30 minutes? Well, after the whole math thing, I kind of feel a little dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I don't want to scare anybody of like, oh, I can only 
accept people on my committee that <laughs> meet this criteria or that criteria, or I need to get rid of a bunch of people because of our gaps or whatever. Like, Maybe this is the way that you can get rid of that one person <laughs> well, you've been trying to for years. <laughs> well, maybe there's that. Um, you know, we, we get it. A lot of times you're dependent on volunteers and sometimes it's just like oh, a warm body. But if you can get a little bit of understanding and put them in the right position, I think overall it's going to make your event process from planning to execution a lot smoother. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I mean, especially if you do this just to get like a temperature check, like where are we? Mm -hmm. Right. And you look down and you're like, holy smokes, like we need this type of person. Then, you know, hey, then I think it's time for you to explore and think about like maybe I, I need to go find that person. Or you realize, oh, you know, Elise is a discernment and we have her in completely the wrong oh, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the wrong seat, the wrong seat. Yeah. We've given her the wrong job. Absolutely. Yes. Like putting your Wonder and Invention people on the setup crew. Yeah. <laughs> Where they move everything around and decide that it should look better this way. So not speaking from anybody that's ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> no, and then paying the price for that later. Oh, yeah. Like, we decided this six months ago. So anyway, <laughs> enough of that. All right, well... This has been a great conversation. Uh, check it out, workinggenius.com. I would absolutely recommend, like, again, shameless plug. This has been really helpful at Handbid. Like, we identified, like, wrong seats mm -hmm. for sure. And we also identified, like, gosh, like, missing geniuses. We got to go find these people, right? Or, you know, wow, we never thought of having utilizing that person to do this task, but we gave it to them and they loved it. Right. That kind of stuff. So anyway, all good stuff. So anyway, go back out again and check it out, workinggenius.com. Let us know um, how it plays out for you and your committee. Absolutely. Yeah. Until the next time, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Elevate Your Event podcast. We wish you all the best of luck in your next fundraising event. Until then, find out what your working genius is. Let us know. <laughs>